Kelsey and this is KaleidoCast. Let's go. So today on KaleidoCast, we welcome the very beautiful and talented Zoe Robson. She is a midwife um, and she is now a new author of an ebook called Midwife in My Pocket. So welcome, Zoe. We are so excited to have you. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, no, it's our pleasure. I'm I'm really keen to talk to you because I love your socials and you are just an absolute crack up. So I'm so looking forward to having a bit of a laugh today. Yes, I'm sure I'll serve that for you, hopefully. <laughs> okay, so for anyone who doesn't know Zoe um, about Midwife in My Pocket, can you um, explain what the book is um, and what it provides for any people who would like to purchase it. Yeah. So in a nutshell, it's just really different. Um, Just something completely different to the normal um, antenatal education that you would normally have access to. Um, We're just really relatable, really funny. We want to take the unknown out of pregnancy, labor, childbirth, and just make it a really easy to understand process that women feel like they can connect a little bit more with. Um, And we obviously do that through having a laugh, having a bit of a giggle, um, making women feel comfortable with usually what's really weird and not really spoken about. Um, So, yeah, that's really us in a nutshell. We just wanted to empower women to make better decisions, understand what they're going to be going through a little bit better and just feel comfortable talking about things that they wouldn't really want to start conversations about. Yeah. Cool. I do love that because some of the conversations can get pretty interesting when it comes to these kind of things, can't yeah. they? <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's not really your dinner table chat, but I don't mind to that. make it a little bit more like that. Yeah, I don't mind a bit yeah, of labour story dinner chat. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, so um, was there a moment where you were inspired to think like there is not enough out there? Um or like, was it on a whim or was something that it was swirling around in your mind for a while? Yeah. So I actually worked in a maternity ward as a registered nurse for a while. And when I first started um, trying to find information itself about pregnancy, labor, birth, I couldn't find anything that wasn't a textbook. Um, so it was really hard for me to go out of my way to learn about things from, I guess, not a clinical perspective. Um, and then once I was doing my midwifery, I was getting a few messages here and there from a few friends of mine that were around the same age saying, you know, they've been searching the internet for ages, trying to find something that they can relate to, but they couldn't find anything or Again, it was all very textbook, very clinical, nothing they could relate to. So I actually um, went through the effort of making a PowerPoint presentation to be like, you know, maybe this will help women relate a little bit more um, and gain a better understanding because the questions I was getting asked were so basic or actually they weren't really basic. They were more um, pretty complex, but it was things they should have been told at I guess, an appointment, but there's only so much you can fit in 45 minute midwifery appointments. So I went through and I was doing the PowerPoint and then it was just sort of a bit of a back and forth idea that was, you know, do I make a PowerPoint and start classes or do I do something a little bit different? 
um, I guess the ebook sort of went from there. So it went from a PowerPoint to being a fully fledged business and ebook, which is quite exciting. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, so it was literally exciting. just. Yeah, it was literally just an idea that I sort of suppressed for a little while and then the demand for it grew and grew and here we are. What a fabulous friend you are. Such a handy <laughs> friend to have. I know. It's like having someone in your family who's like a plumber or something. Yeah. You just, you've got to use them. Yes, that's right. I've got all electricians, so they don't yeah. really help me out with childbirth. So. <laughs> So um, you've spoken about, obviously, it's for mums to be. Yeah. Um, does, is the book directed at um, anyone else, people looking to fall pregnant or even have had children? Who is it mainly yeah. directed at so, and what's the information? Um, I did really want it to be targeted at younger mothers um, because I know there's just a lot of info out there for, like, your typical, um, I guess, family structure there's nothing really for young mums who have just been thrown into the deep end um so that's really what I wanted to go for but the book itself is for everyone like we have a section for dads we have a section for um IVF women who are trying to fall pregnant um I guess outside of your typical process um we also have Oh, just, yeah, anyone in general, really. Like, I think if I wasn't pregnant, this would be something that I would like to have if it was, you know, if pregnancy was on my future. Yep, yep, on your <laughs> um, radar. Then, yeah, 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 then it would be definitely something that I'll be looking at buying. Um, yeah, anyone really can have a crack at it. And, yeah, we just wanted it to be all-inclusive and yeah. I think it's achieved that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it looks, um, you know, I've seen quite a few um of the feet like you know a bit of the feedback that you've had from it and it yeah like it has certainly achieved that and more so um yeah, yeah. so far the, it looks absolutely brilliant so let's talk about the faces behind mimp as you like to yeah. call it so you've got yourself <laughs> yeah. and then you've got your partner yeah. jack um who else yeah. is behind uh the ebook Oh, so many. So we have, um, obviously my family have contributed so much to supporting me getting it out there. Um, I think there's a lot of behind the scenes work that people don't realise. And yeah, my family have just been yeah so encouraging, so supportive. So without them, the book definitely wouldn't be there. And like you said, Jack is, has been incredible. Um, every time I've been like, oh, I'm not releasing the book, like it's crap. Why would anyone want to read it? He's like, no, you have to get it out there. So he's been a big big um, contributor to it um we have a few guests as well so um a lot of people like you might have heard of Sam Wood one of the Bachelor contestants he contributed um we have a very beautiful Taylor Quagliata I actually looked after her as a student and she shared her story about IVF um which was really incredible because it's not something that gets spoken about a lot at all um, and then we have, oh, there's so many off the top of my head, but there's <laughs> definitely a fair few contributors to yes. me, which, yeah, I'm so grateful for. Yeah, actually, I was going to touch on that a bit later on, um, yeah, your collaborations with the several yeah. different people that, um, yeah, that are within the book. So, yeah, we'll, we can definitely have a little, um, a little bit more of a chat <laughs> about that a little bit later. So, um, yeah. You are a Bowen girl, so from my hometown, yeah. same hometown. Yeah. Um, you don't live too far away now, but what did, you know, I know your family, but for anyone else who doesn't yeah. know your family, what did um, life look like growing up in your family? Oh, 
so much fun <laughs> way too much fun um we were a super close family we still are yeah super close I have a rather large family so um you know any chance we could get together we were always surrounded by people um which was great like even growing up my best friends were my cousins um and my sister obviously so it was just a really nice fun way to grow up always being surrounded by people, always having laughs. Um, So it was really lovely. I know a lot of people don't have the support of a big family. So um, having that for me, I've been super lucky, really, really lucky. And it's definitely like moving up here, um, being away from them, I feel it quite a lot. Like there's been a lot of times where I'm like, oh, let's just pack up and move back. Um, But yeah, it's been really hard, but, you know, we are super close and we're only a phone call away. So that's been really lovely to have. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. nice. And your parents um, are pretty phenomenal because uh, the children that they've raised, obviously you guys, and, <laughs> um, you're all very motivated and successful and you have, um, yeah, this driven mentality. So how do you think uh, that came about? Was there anything in your childhood? Yeah, thank you. Um, oh, we were so competitive. <laughs> That was, I think, the one thing. We were always competitive, competing against each other, competing against others. Um, But I think mainly it was just the support. Like it didn't matter what we did as long as we were happy. And I think we were just always striving for happiness. Um, There was never any pressure. Um, You know, we could do whatever we wanted and my family would be super supportive, which is incredible. Um, Again, not a lot of people I know have that. Um, so yeah, I could wake up one day wanting to do something completely outlandish and my parents be like, oh, go for gold <laughs> if that's what you want, then yeah. go for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think in a lot of ways that's driven me to where I am today. And, you know, there's always that thing in the back of your head, you want to make mum and dad proud. And, um, I think I've achieved that. So <laughs> that's really I have, I have no doubts. They are extremely <laughs> proud of, um, yeah, of you guys. Yeah, so thank you. Not a doubt in the world. Um, now just, uh, as we were talking um when you popped your headphones in you said you had to take out your hearing aid and I know you yeah. are pretty open uh to talking yeah. about your hearing impairment can you uh just take us through has there been any struggles along the way with that or has it taught you anything yeah. or oh in terms of struggles I think I've been really lucky because I can't really remember a time without them I was seven years old when I I guess got diagnosed if you will Mm -hmm. um with my hearing loss so it was really just a matter of learning to live with them so growing up as a kid you know kids are hard they'll always pick on something a little bit different about you or something that they don't really know too much about so that was a struggle growing up um just realizing I was different and then trying to cope with the differences and all of the fun things it entailed um but I guess in the long run, it's taught me to just be resilient. There's no one way about doing things. Um, And, you know, hearing is such, yeah, you don't even realise how much you actually rely on it until you lose it. So taking out my hearing aid sometimes, it's really quite scary because it's like, well, you know, I don't have much (laughs) hearing left. Yeah. Um, So it makes you realise that, it's the little things in life that you really need to rely on. And there's ways around, um, I guess, not having it. Like I lip read a lot. 
um, which I didn't realise until I was shoved into a theatre at work actually and everyone was wearing masks and (sighs) I couldn't lip read. So (laughs) I try to avoid theatre as much as I can. But people are really open. Like if you just tell them um, your issues, they usually go out of their way to make life easier for you and everyone's super supportive. So if anything, it's taught me not to suppress it, just be open um, be honest and people usually really enjoy that and they go out of their way to make life easier so that's, yeah yeah that's that Been is really lovely that's a brilliant yeah a brilliant way to look at it because um yeah sometimes we like humans can surprise us we can be you know there's yeah. some absolutely terrible people out there but then uh you yeah know, it takes these kind of things to recognize that there's beautiful people as well so oh um, 100% yeah and like I know you've said like people wouldn't even realize that you know you you have that and you struggle with that yeah but you obviously do yeah. such a great job of the tools that you have um for yeah, yourself exactly. to make it work yeah yeah definitely yeah you just gotta yeah take it one day at a time <laughs> yes yeah you just you just re- uh, know how to what to do and and that's really interesting what you said about the lip reading it's not like it's something that you wouldn't you know you wouldn't think about so really no, interesting yeah, insight exactly. so uh so MIMP um has just been released but how long yeah. sometimes uh, you know to the outside it seems like things just pop up and they just happen yeah but how long <laughs> has it been in the works for you Oh, I would say since the start of 2020 um, was probably when things started to get a lot more realistic, like it was more than just an idea. Um, I've been thinking about it for a long time. It never really came to um, fruition, I think the word is. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the start of 2020 was when it really kicked off and then we threw coronavirus into the mix and it was sort of like, well, now I have to do something. But, yeah, I'd say it wasn't until I'm going to say July that Mm -hmm. it actually became a really a reality, basically, Mm -hmm. when I actually signed up for the ABN and did all those little business things that no one really tells you about. Um, But, yeah, that's when it started. And, yeah, now we're here. So it's gone quite the lengths but yeah well actually that's actually quite for a small business that's actually a pretty short um you know a a pretty yeah founding time frame because sometimes ideas can be in the works for so long so that's really impressive Mm, that yeah um yeah you've managed to do that and in quite a little time actually in what you've created so yeah yeah you forget how short the time is but yeah Mm. it's definitely it's been very short. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Thank you. 2020 is about what? Um, 17,000 days. So. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Like thinking about it, it feels like I've been doing this for years. Yeah. But it hasn't been very long at all. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, so we were talking about the feedback that you've had from it. Um, and yeah. from what I've seen, it looks absolutely incredible. Have you been overwhelmed with how positive it's oh. been received? Yeah, so overwhelmed, which has been incredible. Like I didn't think I could ever be overwhelmed with emotion <laughs> as much as I have. But um, yeah, it's been beautiful. Just even the little messages, like they're not little, but I guess the little things when people go out of their way to message you to say, hey, um, you know, your book has really helped me or in your Instagram page has inspired me to, you know, become more involved in my pregnancy and my choices. Um, that's really incredible. Like I 
you know, I just wanted to make a difference for women, whether that be big or small. Um, so to have them actually reaching out has been amazing. And then um, the love and support that our page has even had in such a short period of time has been so overwhelming. Um, it's just been incredible, the support of people, um, especially for small businesses. Like, you know, I didn't think it would ever have the capacity that it's had um, and people just keep wanting more. So it's been really good. I've loved every bit of it. And the women I've met through it has just been incredible, like yes. really lovely. Yes. Um yeah, that was actually, yeah, something I was going to touch on later on as well because uh, through your socials, like, they've just blown up and it seems like you're not, mm. you haven't only created an ebook, you've created a community as well, which is, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, something really special. So you should be really proud of yourself for that. <laughs> Thank you. And it will definitely keep keep growing, I think, because, um, you know, yeah. people are always needing to do these kind That's of things. <laughs> And needing the info. Turn around in nine months. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's pretty good. laughs> that's funny. Um, about the time it took to do the book, it was like a yeah, that's it. yeah, like the same <laughs> yeah, time period. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, how did you find the time to sit down and write a book between your full time work as a midwife and a nurse, yeah. and then oh. to even have any time time to have a little bit of a social life as well? Well, conveniently, that was coronavirus. Yes, true, <laughs> so, true, true. Yeah, isolation gave me a lot of time. And I think, too, um, everyone was sort of trying to find something to immerse themselves in. So the book for me was just one extra thing. Um, but once, I guess, isolation lifted and I was working a lot more, it became so hard. There was a lot of um, sleepless nights I guess trying staying up until 2 3 a.m just because I was on a roll yeah. um with and the words were just yeah falling onto the page mm-hmm. um but yeah I think that was another thing like the people who knew what I was doing were really supportive like Jack was just incredible um and he knew that me sitting down with a laptop that was my time and that was his time to have xbox or whatever <laughs> boys are into um <laughs> But yeah, he he was really supportive. So the people that knew me knew that I was just in the zone and not to interrupt me, but it was very hard, especially now that um, I'm actually finding it harder now that the book's released to keep up with, um, I guess, the social business side of things, trying to run a page um, whilst working stupid hours. Um, it definitely has its challenges, but I'm always, I've always been pretty good at time management, not to toot my own horn or anything, but yeah, (laughs) it's just one of those things as a nurse, I guess you have to get used to. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I've been really lucky with nursing that it's taught me that. Yes. Yeah. I think, uh, (laughs) you'll be able to manage it. Uh, well, there's probably a lot more things um, that go on in your day-to-day job uh, that you manage yeah. very well. Yeah. This book is just a little, a little tidbit that's popped yeah, in there. Yeah, that's it. It was a great uh, hobby, actually. Everyone yeah. else picked up knitting and whatever. COVID, COVID vegetable gardens. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. And I wrote a book, so. Yeah, perfect. That's a perfect a money-making hobby. I like those ones. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, so is there, can you, do you think it might be like asking someone their, you know, favorite child, but can you pinpoint one, one section of the book that's your absolute favorite? Oh, yes. I think every time I go back to the cesarean section, um, I guess, chapter, just because, I don't know, I love doing them. I know a lot of midwives are probably like, oh, 
like cesareans but I don't know I think it's just one of those things no one talks about and I actually quite enjoy them or doing them with women and creating an environment that they feel comfortable to birth in so um, writing about it was really close to my heart and I guess letting women in on what can be such a scary and emotional time um, and just hopefully providing the reassurance that it isn't so scary when you strip back all of the you know being in a in a room with strangers that you don't know being in a very clinical environment um so that's definitely my favorite or it was my favorite bit to write just because I've seen it so often and I do it all the time um but besides that I think the I really enjoyed the I not that I wrote it but the IVF chapter to read um was just really candid and emotional um and I think it's something that would help a lot of women so that's definitely my favorite parts of it but yeah yeah, yeah the book on the whole yeah I yeah obviously <laughs> I like <laughs> yeah I like what you said about c-sections um I had to have a c-section with Tucker um yeah I'm fairly certain you were around at that time (laughs) yeah (laughs) around the hospital I think I was floating yeah 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 (laughs) um but like you said it's not what you imagine when you go in there it's um yeah and to read about that to read if I had have read what you've written prior to doing it I think I would have had a very different understanding of how it was going to go because yeah like you said it is very clinical but it's also so relaxed and I think it's so important yeah. to know that like you've got um you know the doctors are playing their favorite music and the that's um, it yeah yeah, yeah like the, exactly. the the um anesthetist is telling you a joke <laughs> and, exactly. and it's, yeah. yeah it's really it was quite uh you know you're getting cut open and all that jazz but it was quite lovely <laughs> yeah. to be honest yeah. <laughs> like uh, exactly. it, and, yeah. yeah and I think yeah reading about that and knowing that it's not just that scary clinical you're having major surgery yeah you know it's that's a really great thing to, to yeah it's still the birth of your baby as well yes. like a lot of people yes. forget that that it, yes. you know birth is birth and yes I think they get so caught up in the aesthetics of it all like they forget that we're here for the uh for you and that we're here to help you birth your baby like yes. a lot of people don't realize yes that just because it's surgery it's still birth so yeah I yeah really- it was really lovely to write I really like that. And I'm sure in there, because I know sometimes there is that bit of a stigma about C-section and people Mm. don't feel like that's birth. And you just think, oh my goodness, like that baby came out of you and that is birth. (laughs) Yeah. Great job either way. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure a huge advocate for that kind of thing. And having done, uh, I guess, a natural childbirth and a C-section. I like yeah. that comparison. And either way, I'm like, yeah, the yeah. baby came out. That was all I needed. That's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's so it. I think it's uh, a brilliant that you've written about that because it's very important for people who weren't expecting to have a cesarean as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, cool. So um, I don't know even if I even mentioned it, but you are a, a registered nurse and a midwife. So yeah. Um, how did you know this was going to be your your career path oh I had no idea (laughs) (laughs) I think there was just so much pressure in school um I know you probably went through the same thing having to you know find your dream job and all in the space of 12 months before you graduate um so I was basically just going through the brochures and 
um, talking to as many people as I could to pick their brains about their career choices. Um, nursing and midwifery never really stood out to me, to be oh, honest. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't, I was sort of back and forth between education and journalism. Um, and then it wasn't until I started working or I did, I guess, work experience in aged care. So um, Marina Gardens back home. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I absolutely loved it. And I think, you know, nursing and midwifery as well is so good where you can go to work every day and you actually make a difference um, to people's lives, whether that be big or small. Um, and that was really the selling point for me. And from there, my love for it just grew and grew. And I think people, you know, there's so much pressure to find your dream job or to find your dream career path. Um, but I think people take out the love, like that people don't tell you that you should be passionate about your job. And um, there's a saying that I heard the other day and it was love your job and you'll never work a day in your life. And that's just been, yeah, my life for me, which is I'm very lucky to have. Um but yeah, no, it just all sort of fell into place and a lot of hard work and yeah. dedication and yeah, we're here. Yeah, that's interesting because I um, often you hear people like, yes, that's exactly, I knew I wanted to do that. Like I love children or I love this or, you know, yeah. often you hear that, but it's interesting to say that you have grown to love it and it's become your passion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. And I think too, like, you don't really have a lot a light bulb moment where you wake up and think, you know, this is it, this is what I'm going to do. Oh well for me it wasn't like that anyway. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's been it's been a journey and a half. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been really great. It's only gonna get better, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as you know, my sister is also a midwife and you have worked alongside her. Um, I have yeah. always had a a great interest um even when I was young I would be like you know how was your day at work like what things happen and she used to tell me yeah. stories and sometimes I'm like oh wow yeah <laughs> I'm sure a 10 year old should be hearing about that but <laughs> yeah. but um I'd love you to take us through um a day in the life of a midwife oh goodness I feel like my day in the life is just bizarre because <laughs> I'm sleep deprived. I'm just constantly battling myself to get out of bed. Um, But I guess going to work every day, you sort of, uh, you really internalize the whole day, like the outlay of the day. You're sort of in the car driving there and you're like, oh, I'm really hoping it'll just be a nice, easygoing day where I can just have my coffee, talk to people and then go home. But we know it never works like that. I guess from start to finish, it's very routine in terms of what we do every day. Like you have your med rounds, you have, um, you know, if you have a patient in birth suite, you're just being with her. You're basically hanging out in birth suite all day with her until she has her baby or until your shift is over. Um, But on the ward, I, I usually get into a lot of crap because I talk too much to my patients and (laughs) that's just what I love to like I will talk until the cows come home and just do a lot of breastfeeding help a lot of mother crafting teaching women to become you know mothers and help their babies survive outside of the four walls of the hospital um but yeah every day is different which is what I absolutely love about it like you know sometimes you're really quite scared to go to work just because you know or well you don't know what you're getting yourself into um but I absolutely love it like 
you know, whether I'm doing medications or I'm sitting in a room for two hours helping a mother breastfeed um, or even, you know, talking to a dad about how to swaddle and nappy change and all of those good things. Um, it really is just the job that keeps giving. And I love those little things. Like a lot of nurses or midwives will tell you that they love the gory stuff and they love, you know, all of the crazy, yeah, unroutine sides of the day. But I love just the little things, nappy changes, <laughs> bottle changes. I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That there's, like you said, I bet every day just looks so incredibly different. Um, so yeah, yeah, I can only imagine every day you go to work and just think, oh my goodness, I didn't think that would happen, but there it is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Do you, yeah. Do you have one moment um, in your job so far that really sticks or maybe your first catch as you guys like to yeah. say it? <laughs> my first catch is definitely up there. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Can you I take us through it? it? Yeah. So, um, oh, I would have been, what, this was last year? So I was only 22 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you're so young and you're looking at birth, it's just like, oh, my God, I had no idea this was even a thing. Um, so I would rock up into the birth suit every day, um, you know, just really over eager and overexcited. And the doctor, um, you know, I'm in private hospitals, so we always have the doctors there, which is really lovely. Um, so the doctor hadn't actually made it yet. And I was woken up early to go into work because they thought this woman was going to birth pretty quickly. Um, so this would have been about 6.30 I rocked up. And obviously I'm a very tired person by reputation, so I just moseyed on in there. And um, my midwife at the time, she was, oh, she's like my work mum or work grandmother, actually. She's just so loving and so nurturing. Um, and she basically pushed me down to the business end and was like, right, get your gloves on. And I think it must have been a look I gave her because she didn't realize this was my first time at all. And she was up the other end. I was down the other. And she was like, right, you know, you're going to do this. You're going to catch this baby. And I think I sort of looked at her and was like, I have never done this before. Um, so yeah, she, it was really special to actually have her be there with me, guide me through it. Um, and it was just a beautiful, beautiful birth. Um, and then the doctor rocked up maybe five minutes later. And the only reason he missed it was because it was his wife's birthday. So that was really lucky and something I was so grateful for because I was yes. like, yes, I got to do it by myself. Oh, but, that's um, excellent. Yeah, it was really special. That From that day forward, I think I've just been obsessed with birth. And, um, yeah, like like I said, every day is different. So, yeah, there's not really a moment that sticks, but it's always being able to put that baby onto that mum's chest and be like, this is yours. Like, this yeah. is what you made. And oh, yeah, watching them, it's just amazing. So yes. yeah, well, that's a highlight single, for sure. Every single feeling that you could feel, I'm sure comes at that moment. Just, uh, oh, it, it is an yeah. incredible, it is an incredible, um, yeah, yeah. Inc- incredible moment in time. That is for sure. Yeah. Um. So Zoe, I put... Um, the question out on socials to see if anyone had anything that they would like discussed. So someone put to me um, and it's really relevant to me because it's something that I have gone through myself, um, which is postnatal depression. So do you touch on anything um, in the book in relation to postnatal depression? 
Yeah, not so much postnatal, um, just because this book itself was it's an antenatal edition. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but we definitely have one in the works that'll be um, aimed for the postnatal women. Um, but I do talk a lot about the importance of mental health and self-care um, throughout the book, even just with everyday things. Like a lot of people put so much pressure on mothers to be like, you know, if you get a nap, that's good for you like that's good mental health but it really isn't like you know taking the time out of your day to look after yourself is so important and I think a lot of people put pressure on mothers to just be a mother and not be themselves um so we really harp on about that in the book about you know if you want to take an extra 20 minutes to do your skincare in the morning then do that like that's your time that's your space um so we really go in depth on that because it's so important and I guess those little routines that you do um you know even not being pregnant are so important for your everyday life and well-being so we really try to harp that on to make sure that they're following that through a pregnancy and beyond so that's one thing that yeah the book touches on but yeah stay tuned yeah no I really I really yeah yeah no I really like that because I was actually diagnosed with postnatal depression prior to having my son so sometimes you know that can come up yeah Yeah. like obviously yeah they it's obviously not postnatal it's I guess antenatal depression but um but yeah so like you said you still need those things prior to having your baby after you're having baby or if you're not having baby at all so it all does relate doesn't it um the question yeah exactly the question was actually was what is the biggest misconception around um I guess antenatal postnatal depression but um would you have something that you think is a misconception around that subject yeah I think the main thing is that like it's just it's okay to not be okay and I think a lot of people again the pressure on mothers to live up to this unachievable standard especially now that we throw Instagram and social media into the mix where um everyone's perfect lives are on display um it can be really hard especially I don't have anything against mommy bloggers but um you know you have this unobtainable standard of this mother um and she's posting a quick snapshot of her day as it is and everyone just assumes that she's got her crap together and that she's all over it um but I think too like there's not enough support for women who just want to be heard um away from the the motherhood platform like Mm. you know if you're not okay then you're not okay then it's okay to talk about and it's okay to express your feelings and I feel like mothers aren't given much of a voice um in terms of that and yeah I think that's the most common misconception is that you know just because you have a baby and just because you're you know going through this incredible part of your life it doesn't mean you have to be happy all the time yes so yeah I think just harping on about that making sure that you know just because it is a happy time doesn't mean it's happy for everyone yeah and I think you can uh, like I know I had that feeling where I know that this is beautiful and I'm happy and I love my children yeah but you can also feel like an absolute sense of just deep black hole yeah 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 like you can have those two different mind frames yeah um and And the dads go through it too and that's another thing like Mm. dads can get diagnosed with postnatal depression Mm. as well so Mm. yeah I think everyone in a whole birth scenario needs to be heard and yeah, yeah that's the aim 
of yes. men. So <laughs> yeah, and that yeah, that's perfect. Like so that yeah is exactly yeah what you're what you're aiming for. So I love that. Um, yeah. In another question was in your profession. There's obviously like we spoke about all of those beautiful. Um, and really special moments but I know there can be some really traumatizing moments as well sadly yeah Um, how do you cope with those kind of events um, if they are to happen yeah it's really hard because I think from a midwife perspective as well you're seen as the person who is supposed to have it all together and have all the answers and I think that's the hardest thing um, in the moment you try to be strong um, and that can be really damaging because you've just spent, you know, a whole eight hours trying to be strong for that person and that family. And then you come home and you're expected to be, you know, a good partner, a good family member. Um, but the way I cope with it is just cry. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm sad, be sad. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess taking the time to talk about it too. Like, Again, I'm really lucky I have such a good support network um, where I can unload and I can share, um, like I'm pretty open with my emotions when I feel like I need to be. Um, But sometimes you do forget that you can take off that persona when you're at home. So you still try to stay strong for the people that you're sharing with. But yeah, I think it's just letting yourself feel the emotions is probably the biggest thing. Um, And it gets easier over time. Like I don't cry over everything like I used to now, Um, but I still let myself be sad if I want to be. So, and yeah, like, like the rewarding side of it, you get to feel that and you get to experience that happening, uh, that happiness, but you should also experience the sadness as well because you go through it with them as well. So yeah, that's right. And I, I do like, I remember Susan used to say that Cal's, it out the the happiness outweighs um you know those terrible times so oh makes it 100 yeah yeah that's it that's why we keep putting on the uniform every day like yes. oh, crazy but yeah, yeah no, <laughs> there are some crazy guys yeah. some crazy people out there but you um yeah. are, are the most amazing ones all the crazies are the great ones <laughs> that's it that's uh it. so um my husband, Kurt, you know him, he describes yeah. the day our children were born as um, the two worst days of his life. So <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's beautiful. Of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you a little about dads because you mentioned them prior um, and you said, yeah, you know, dads get postnatal depression. They can read your book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How, uh, do you have any tips for how we can make dads feel like it, this isn't such a traumatic time for them? Yeah, um, I guess including them in everything. Like women get, um, well, pregnant women just get all of the love. They get all of the attention. um, And a lot of people do forget about the dad. So just including them in as much as possible. Um, A lot of the women I've looked after lately have been really good um, at bringing their partner along to classes, um, you know, reading books with them, taking the time to talk through their birth plans, things like that, taking them to appointments. Um, and I think it's just really important that when we're acknowledging the mother, we also acknowledge the dad. Um, so for dads, I think try and put yourself out there as much as you can. I know for men, there's nothing worse than, you know, probably talking about women's stuff. Um, but yeah, just trying to put yourself out in that position and, um, 
yeah I guess it's hard because you know I'm obviously not a woman um but I think taking the time to include them in conversations like poor Jack he gets like all of the conversations about pregnancy birth placentas the works (laughs) and he actually kind of really likes them which is so surprising like you'd be surprised that they actually are interested in it so just including them like if I was ever, I don't know, in a restaurant and someone was like, I'm having a baby, Jack would be the perfect right-hand man because he's just, <laughs> he knows way too much. But Maybe they do actually needs, find it really interesting. He needs to, he needs to start like a, a prenatal bloke yeah. edition. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That'll be a future Jack job, I think. Yeah, because <laughs> I know, um, yeah, with Kurt, he, um, he struggled quite a bit with, like gory parts like Mm, even so so much so that he couldn't even watch an ultrasound like he couldn't oh wow yeah I was like oh mate there's a lot worse to come (laughs) but yeah yeah. (laughs) so he really struggled yeah he really struggled so do you find that uh, I know Susan's told me a few times that sometimes the blokes tend to be uh getting looked after sometimes more than the mums because they they just don't yeah, have that yeah. they deal with that gory like you know they yeah him, that kind of thing have yeah you and I think yeah I do I there's <laughs> a lot of times where I've had to sort of sit the dad down and be like you know you don't look so good yeah. <laughs> um but I think too like there's no shame in it like no. as women we're exposed to all the gory stuff all the time from when we're young like we have periods we have pregnancy um so it's just really another day in the life for us but yeah, it's really hard for them. And I think too, just trying to support them and encourage them and just let them know that it's okay to not like that sort of stuff. And as long as they're all right, like, you know, that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's definitely, I have had to hold a few dad hands before and be like, righto, sit down, have a glass yeah. of water and then yeah. get back up and so get funny. back on the horse. But yeah, it's yeah. just, yeah, trying to support everyone. It's definitely, yeah, a hard job, but yes. no, it's had- worth it when the dad's not on the floor passed out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> have you had any um, moment, any dad moments that really cracked you up? Because I know there's been some crackers and I've only just had oh uh, yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I actually this one just stand out for me it was one of my um but it was just a normal lovely day it was going great and the dad actually I think it's when you work with cows is it a grazier yeah mm-hmm. grazier when you yeah. yeah he um that was his job and I remember he was asking me questions the whole day and I was like look do you want to deliver the baby with me and he was like oh yeah um is it the same as birthing a cow it's <laughs> like um yeah. I guess <laughs> and that was yeah that was a really lovely moment we actually um delivered the baby together and he afterwards confirmed it was nothing like a cow <laughs> but even yeah I love those relationships where you can have a crack up in the birth suite with partners and with um you know the woman and even to the point where he was like I said to him actually I was like if you picture your wife as a heifer you probably won't have any issues and he loved that I think that made life a lot easier for him so we had a fun day that day for sure well that you know cows have the same gestation period as women so yeah yeah so my mum's I've worked with a few vets as well yeah (laughs) and they've been like oh it's so similar and it's like oh is it 
my dad would always refer to me he'd be like oh so my daughter's in calf and I'm like um (laughs) thank you (laughs) love that Uh, yes I totally understand um yeah the grazier look on things (laughs) I commend that dad for getting in there that's really amazing oh yeah it was so much fun made my job a lot easier too (laughs) oh that's good uh so so we spoke about some of the people you've collaborated with on the book um can you how did you navigate getting these people because you've got some high profiles on there um can you take us through some of the the people and how you got how you got them to jump on board Yeah, um, it was really like I'm very naive with the whole business side of things and Instagram side of things. So I didn't, it felt like a stab in the dark really. Um, But I basically just went through my personal Instagram and found people that I follow or found people that, um, you know, I was really interested in. And, you know, Sam Wood popped up and a couple of um, like our girl Alice from Bumps and Burpees, she contributes as well and she's someone I've been following for a while. Um, so I actually just, yeah, reached out to them not really expecting much and when they did get back to me, I was like, oh, what do I do now? <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was finding a lot of brands that I love as well. So we actually collaborate with brands like um, Snuggly Jacks and, um, oh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head like Haka, New Zealand, and they were really lovely. Um, I think they just wanted to be supportive. Um, they didn't really know what they were getting themselves into. <laughs> um, I sort of gave them a rough outline of, you know, this is what I'm doing because at that stage the book hadn't been released yet and the Instagram hadn't even been up and running. Um, and they were just really happy to be supportive. So I think, yeah, people are happy to get on board with something that they believe in um and you know when you sell something to them they really want to know that it's going to be beneficial so um yeah I was really lucky to have them all contribute and yeah I'm still really lucky that they've they've been so supportive um but yeah in terms of reaching out to them it was just an email and hoping for the best yeah yeah I feel um yeah I understand like with the podcast that's exactly what I've done too I've reached out to some of my like I said in my email, lady legends. Um, and yeah, you, when yeah. you do get when you do get that response back, you're like, oh, like you just get so yeah, excited. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think can a definitely lot of people forget that. Like, yeah. you know, starting out, it's so exciting. And when you just have one person, it doesn't have to be someone of you know high profile, but someone that just turns around and says, yeah, like I believe in this, like I really want to see it do well, and I'll support you. It's just yeah. it melts your heart. It makes you so happy. So yeah. yeah. And you, really you mentioned exciting. you mentioned Snuggly Jacks. We um are, are stockers for Snuggly Jacks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think um small businesses like to support other small businesses. So I found that along the way, yeah. Um, of Kaleido that uh you know we stock a lot of other small business women. Yeah, uh, and yeah. yeah, they're the people who really want to get in and support other ones. So exactly. like that whole community. Yeah over um yeah you know commute over competition so yeah uh, that's it I'm sure a lot of people it's all about that yeah yeah 100 percent. it's been really good yes so we're talking you were talking about your socials um and you know you went through your socials um I and I think many others really enjoy your socials because you're so honest and so friggin' hilarious (laughs) um and just the relevant uh you know things that like you said, might not be dinner table talk, but it's just yeah. 
like especially for mums it just absolutely I just crack up um have (laughs) do you enjoy the social part of it I do I did it when I first started out because I think you know there's that pressure of putting something out into the world and you're not sure if people are gonna like it um and you know it was a lot of stress um especially as I grew a following it was sort of like you know I know not everyone's going to enjoy what I put out there and that's okay but I really want them to enjoy it um but yeah I am getting a lot better at it in terms of understanding what people want um and why they're following I mean they wouldn't be following me if they didn't want the you know the good old-fashioned humor and you know a bit of relatable advice but yeah and I mean it's not everyone's cup of tea and I think that's been the hardest things one of the hardest things to grapple with um but on the whole I think I have a really supportive community of women um and they really tend to love what I post which has been exciting and it makes my job a lot easier um but yeah it's definitely not a walk in the park like everyone seems to think um but yeah it's getting easier for sure Mm -hmm. so you just mentioned um that you've come across a you know you've made connections through your socials that you may not have before um have you been surprised with how many connections you have made through the platform and has that um yeah been uh an advantage to to writing the book for you yeah a hundred percent um just it's crazy how small of a world the world is actually like yes um I've connected with so many women that have been really supportive and that's definitely made my job a lot easier. Um, and even just the opportunities like doing this, for example, I would never have done this podcast without it. Um, so that's been really exciting and something that I love doing. Like I absolutely love the opportunities that have come from it. Um, but yeah, it's just been, yeah, an overwhelming ride. And the, you know, like I said, the guest articles um, that have contributed, they've definitely made the book a lot a lot more of a richer resource for people. And I think, you know, it's pretty cool to say that I've worked with those people and that they have their name in the book and their advice is out there for everyone. So, yeah, it's definitely opened up a whole new world, which I'm really excited to explore. So, yes, good yeah. on you. So would you have, um, you are incredible, like quite young yourself. So would you have any advice yeah. for any other young ladies who are hoping to become a kick-ass side hustler like yourself? Oh, yeah, just do it. Honestly. <laughs> Be like Mike. Um, yeah, honestly, it's, <laughs> the hardest part is trying to convince yourself to do it, I think. Like, it took me months of that internal battle of, uh, you know, I'll do it another time or um, the timing's not right or people aren't going to want it, they're not going to like what I have to say. Um, but really, you never know until you just do it and get yourself out there. And the hardest part is, of course, putting yourself out there to, you know, a world of unknown. But, yeah, you just have to do it and trust in yourself. Um, I think that's been the biggest thing that I've found. Um, nothing worth having ever comes easy and no one really tells you the unknowns of business. Like I had no idea how to run a business, but um, just wing it and see what happens, honestly. Like mm-hmm. you never, I don't think, I don't think failure is a bad thing. And if 
I think if anything, it makes us stronger. So don't be scared of failure, but rather embrace it and learn from it. And yeah, just get it done. Put yourself mm-hmm. out there. Yes, put yourself out there. Beautiful. Uh, future plans for MIMP. Tell us about them. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> I feel like I wake up every day with a new idea and I'm uh, like, oh, do I do it? Do I not? And it's another process of internal battling. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have a few ideas in the works. Definitely a second book, um, which will hopefully, I've got to find the time to do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I sat down the other day and I was like, oh, we're back to square one. But mm-hmm. um, that'll definitely be happening very soon. Um yeah I'm just seeing where it takes me honestly it'll be interesting um I really want to focus on what we've got going at the moment which is obviously the book and the Instagram and social Mm -hmm. um so it's just really gauging what people want and going from there so might be a podcast might be a YouTube I don't know yeah (laughs) people will tell me it's a great it's a great start Um, yeah it's a great start what you've you know what you've created um already so Um, maybe just a quick question. I didn't really have this, but um, I would like to know, mm-hmm. uh, on mm-hmm. your socials, you bring up some very interesting topics. What do you think is the yeah. most outlandish topic that you've put on so far? Oh, it's hard. Um, I think there's a few. <laughs> I think it's just a lot of the stuff that people don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to visualize what it is at the moment. I would say, I guess the stuff about that people don't really talk to you about, like the, um, oh, I'm really struggling to think of it. (laughs) (laughs) I put you on the spot because I thought about it and I was like, oh, I like, I would like to know about this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because I know I I commented on one and I was like, that's hilarious. One of your memes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. People love those, honestly. And I think it just pops out of nowhere I don't know Mm. where I get it from it's just yeah I've always had that bit of funny side I guess yeah Um, you're very creative like a lot of creative yeah yeah I didn't think I was but (laughs) people are loving it um a lot of people really respond well to the memes and I think because it's I don't know if it's the shock factor of it or that (laughs) someone's doing something different or that it's funny and it's not like the typical you know pink and girly pregnancy style things um I think a lot of people just really find it refreshing Mm. um and the fact that we talk about you know just the gross stuff that you know you wouldn't put on an Instagram feed normally um that's been the hardest part actually with Instagram is having them um Ah, oh what's the word where they censor right yeah yeah so that's been hard um I haven't really had any big run-ins but to the point where I tried when I first started to post some you know realistic photos Mm. um like birth photos and a lot of them ended up getting blocked which was really quite annoying but Mm. um yeah I think that's why I went with the meme side of things so that people could still get the information they wanted and still get that like oh she's talking about vaginas <laughs> without actually being too graphic and concerning yeah. but yeah. yeah it's just realistic more than I, anything I know I love that and I think there's nothing that we in this day and age there's nothing that we can't talk about like being open is yeah quite okay now so I love that I love that approach so um yeah. I yeah, yeah I usually comment on 
um, your posts saying how relevant they are and that kind of thing. Yeah, so. thank you for your support. It's oh, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it at the moment. So lastly, um, before we go, I like to play a little game with all of my guests. So it's called the Kaleido yeah. Quickie. Um, oh, so that's one. <laughs> maybe not the type you're talking about. Um, <laughs> so what I do, I've just, where's my little, oh yeah, there it is. I've got a little game box and you just choose a number yeah. between one and five um, and it goes with one of my games. So you choose a number and then we'll go from there. All right. Do I tell you the number? Yep. Tell me the number. All right. Uh, we're going to go with three. Number three. Okay. So this one is if you were a, so I have, okay. um, little um notes and it says if you were uh say a fruit you'd be an apple okay so you oh, can tell okay. me what you'd be yeah. and why all right so i'm gonna shut oh. my eyes if you were a yeah. music genre what would you be oh i feel like country has just got a good rap these days yeah <laughs> yes. i feel like everyone's into it i'm loving country at <laughs> so, the yeah, moment. country yeah country all right i feel like it was old and now it's come back so yes Yes. Timeless. Yeah, yes, I like that. <laughs> um, now, if you were a celebrity, who would you be? Oh, Kim Kardashian. Hands yeah. Down. <laughs> and why, yeah. Do you choose, why do you choose KK? Oh, I mean, she's so controversial that we don't even bat an eye anymore. And just, <laughs> the, the, like, she can say whatever she wants. And I don't know. I just, I envy her a little bit. Yeah, she's people just love what she puts out, don't they? Oh, yeah, 100%. And I just feel like I actually quite like her watching her grow. Like, it's been really interesting, but yeah. Yep, yep. She, okay. She'd be the one for sure. <laughs> okay, I like that. Um, and the last one is if you were a color. Blue. I blue? Just blue. Yep, you just <laughs> yeah. like it. That's it. <laughs> I've just been drawn to it forever. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And that is all I need. So that brings us to the end. Thank you yeah. so much for um, giving oh, us your so time. Yes, I yeah, really thank enjoyed you for having me. Oh, it's an absolute honor. Thank you. Um, so thank can you. you, Zoe, remind us all uh, where we can find you, please? Yeah, so at the moment I am on Instagram at midwife in my pocket. I think I have an underscore in there. I don't think I do. You'll be able to find me. <laughs> oh, don't worry, <laughs> I'll link to Facebook it. on Facebook under the same name. <laughs> I feel like I should know my own name by now, but <laughs> um, we're on Facebook under the same name, just midwife in my pocket, and we're also online. We have our own website, so if you Google us, we'll pop up and we'll be there. Otherwise, our link's in our bio um yeah you'll be able to find us i'm mm-hmm. sure and if we want We're to the purchase, most yeah, outlandish run <laughs> if we want yeah, to so yes yeah, so it's all online it'll be on my website um it is an ebook so obviously it's a downloadable link we don't really have any um thoughts on doing a hard copy just yet um, so you will have to download it and print it if you do want the old flip yeah, the pages type of vibe mm-hmm. um but yeah it'll all be there you can put your email in our little um subscribe box and we'll send you an email say hello um and yeah we're always accessible we're the most relatable people on the internet (laughs) (laughs) perfect (laughs) lovely you know be be worried saying that you never know what inquiries you'll get yeah Yeah, that's it (laughs) lovely very interesting (laughs) thank Thank you you so much thank you so much much. yeah we had a great time thank you i'll let you get back to your 